0: The Denver Nuggets, they just keep on winning. Winners, (coughs) excuse me, of 10 of the last 12 games. Nuggets are on a roll. The team is moving. Jokic refuses to shoot. Let's talk about all that and more here, Locked On Nuggets. You are Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Y'all, welcome to Locked on Nuggets. This is your host, of y'all. Number one, thank y'all so much for being here. 2024 is among us. Now, I was thinking about this episode. There's been a lot that happened in 2023. We're going to spend some time going over that because you know what? This was probably one of the best basketball years of my life. I know for a lot of y'all that this was an incredible year all the way around. So. We're going to talk about that, talk about the great memories that we had this year. But we got to talk into the Charlotte Hornets game. So the Denver Nuggets, they end up getting into this game with the Charlotte Hornets where it's 49 to 49 and a half. The funny part about this is to start the game off, Joker basically decided that this is a game that he was not going to shoot. He was going to protest. This isn't the game he's going to put up a lot of shots for whatever reason. Now, here's the thing. We're going to talk about, in the second segment, kind of what he's been doing the last 15 games or so. That's really affecting his usage rate. Efficiency is crazy, but he's just not been shooting the ball. But today, the Denver Nuggets, last night, they won 111-93. to 93. Jokic, 13 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists. Jamal Murray, 25 points, 3 rebounds, and 7 assists. Jamal Murray's been playing really freaking good lately, had a stinker versus OKC, comes back versus Charlotte and goes absolutely crazy. Aaron Gordon, first game back after having the whole injury, obviously, with the dog fighting and the dog in terms of biting him. And it was ended up being his own dog. It was a Rottweiler they had in the house. You know, everything should be OK. Nothing crazy, not crazy injuries. Um, hopefully they got that stuff taken care of. Obviously, he's back. And then Michael Porter Jr., 22 points, eight rebounds for Michael Porter jr. Played 31 minutes. Most among the starters was a plus 33 in this game as well. Uh, KCP five points, three rebounds, four assists. So here's the thing. The starters, when they've gotten a chance to play this year, they've honestly been lights out for most of the year. They just have a cohesion. They have the ability to play together. There are so many things that they're able to do that once they put the pedal to the metal. They honestly just reach a ceiling that I, I would just say that not many teams and anybody else in the NBA can get to. So the starters on the year, uh, they have gotten a chance to play a good bit of games together so far now. Uh, on the season, the Denver Nuggets starters have played 16 games together. They have a 127.3 offensive rating. A 106.6 defensive rating for a plus 20.8 net rating. Plus 20.8 with a 62% true shooting. They have been going insane all year. And you got a chance to continue to see that, man. Like they come out in the first half, the team is kind of like going through the motion a little bit. Jamal Murray, first quarter, takes a lot of shots, takes eight shots, I believe, goes four of eight from the field. I think he has 11 points, 11 of the 22 points that Denver Nuggets had at one point in time. And the game just started off like we're playing versus the Charlotte Hornets on New Year's. We know we can get this team, so we're just going to kind of, like, get into the motion a little bit. And before you know it, the Charlotte Hornets were tied with the Nuggets at half. The Denver Nuggets won the third quarter, 40 to 17. They won the quarter 40 to 17. They hit 11 of 11 free throws in that quarter. And then on top of that, they won 89 to 66 in that quarter. You know, they gave up 17 points. The last time they played Charlotte in the third quarter, they scored 30 points. Charlotte only scored nine. So this was a continuance of what you saw in that first game. And you got the chance to see the levels to this team, the way they're able to hit their stride, it just doesn't match. Um, I really am very glad to see that the starting unit in particular, they have just continued to get more and more confident as the seasons got along. And as Aaron Gordon's shooting regressed, Jokic didn't have to shoulder the loads to the same degree. Jamal Murray got fully integrated into the system. All that stuff added together really helped them to get to where they are right now. So the Nuggets are just really rolling. And again, they're 10 and 12. In their last 12 games, only two losses have actually come to the Thunder, crazy enough. Uh, But they have a really nice set of games that's coming up for them as well. But then they hit this crazy stretch in January where they got the 76ers and the Boston Celtics in back-to-back games. And then the 76ers again, and then also will have to play the Bucks in January as well. So it's going to be a really interesting month. This is kind of the rivalry month. And Rival Week is coming up, and you're going to get a chance to see a lot of key matches for the Nuggets. We're going to talk about that, obviously, another time. But just a really good game from the starters. Everybody took care of business. They did what they were supposed to do. Uh, The Denver Nuggets bench, 24 minutes for Christian Brown, 9 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists. Zeke Najee, 2 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist. Peyton Watson, 8 points, 4 rebounds, 1 assist. Uh, Had really good defensive possessions on um, Miles Bridges as well. Uh, Got some good plays out of him. Reggie Jackson, great game. 15 points, four rebounds, and four assists for Reggie Jackson last night. And then Julian Strother, 13 minutes, two points, one rebound, one assist. Now, they lost their minutes, but they lost their minutes because they were up so much at one point in time at the end of that third. And then in the fourth quarter, gave up a little bit of a lead. That's why they only ended up winning by 18. But all the way around, it was just a really dominant game for the Nuggets. And especially after that loss versus the Thunder um, that happened, I believe, on Saturday or Friday. I think it was Friday. The Nuggets, they were on the second night of a back-to-back. They, that was their eighth back-to-back of the season already. And they also had no AG that game. It was just a, a convelation of a lot of different things that affected the overall outcome of that game. And OKC, you know, they were coming out, letting people know that they're here. They're trying to win, and they believe that they're the better the better team that night. And they did. They took care of business. And I think that the Nuggets got a little bit of a little bit of a seasonal wake up, not like a long term wake up at all. But it was just a good bounce back game for them, and a spot that is necessary, um, especially when you're at home. You just don't want to be dropping a lot of games from home. They've already lost three. Uh, they lost one to the Houston Rockets, two to OKC now, especially by that buzzer beater uh, from Shea Gilgis. Uh, You just want to make sure you're taking care of home court advantage. But what I love to see is, (coughs) excuse me, the connection between Aaron Gordon, Nikola Jokic, Michael Porter, Nikola Jokic. They're all kind of playing in sync right now. And especially over the last month or so, they've just been able to put together a lot of really good, solid performances. And they're kind of still, they're figuring out the tone and the flow to the year. Michael Porter and Jokic have played a lot of games together this year. Uh, Michael Porter, Nuggets are 24 and 11. Porter's played 35 games this year. Jokic played 34, uh, had a game where he missed uh, due to a little bit of maintenance, I believe, to his back. Uh, And that was the second out of a back-to-back. But he's played in every other game this year. And the Nuggets have – even though they've had no Jamal Murray for 14 games this year, they've had to deal with that. That Aaron Gordon missed a couple games here and there. I mean, they've had to mitigate some injuries for sure. But for the most part, when these players have been on the court together, they played really well. So far in the year, the jokic Porter 2 man game, 34 games together, 912 minutes. They have 123 offensive rating with a 110.6 defensive rating with a plus.12.4 net rating. Uh, the Jokic AG minutes, 121.1 offensive rating, a 109 defensive rating, plus 12.1. And then also the KCP minutes. Uh, that's the most minutes between any duo on the team, 967 minutes, 124.1 offensive rating, a 110.7 defensive rating for a plus 13.5. Uh, the Jokic Murray minutes, again, only 531 minutes, which is still a lot, but almost less, you know, half almost of what, the KCP Jokic minutes are a 126.1 offensive rating and a 108.2 defensive rating and a plus 17.8 net rating on the year. It's insanity. Now, again, that probably won't stay that way throughout the rest of the season, but it's just a good mark for where they're headed. And then, yeah, I just really am, am really excited for how they're continuing to pick up steam and how they're doing it. That's the important thing, because early on in the year, Jokic's usage rate, which we're talking about in second two, was mad hot. I'm talking about, like, top stick, top five. And ever since that point, he's really taken a dive in his usage, but his efficiency has gone up. Now, definitely the two are related, but Jokic really had about three games where he wasn't shooting well and then everything, and since that, has been really good. But we're going to talk about that in segment two. Uh, the Denver Nuggets again, won 10 of their last 12. Joker, in particular, has had an interesting stretch to the season. We're going to talk about all that and more in segment two. So, y'all, prize pick is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sport. And if you, against the numbers, instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than a two to six player stat projection and watch the winnings roll in. Basketball season, y'all, in full swing. We're in 2024, really important time of the year this is a great opportunity to get combo projections on the season. So, I'm going to take LeBron James, threes over, Jamal Murray, threes over. You want to get Giannis dunks, want to get him B points. This is a great way to do that and to tap in. You can test your skills on prize basketball season. It's the most exciting way to play daily, uh, daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps fix it's really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. To so go to locked on nba and use code lockedon nba for a first deposit match up to $100. So we are back here with Locked On Nuggets with your host, Swiper. Thank y'all so much for being here today. Happy New Year to every single one of you. 2024 is here. 2023 was a special year. 2024, we're seeing if we can get a repeat in that success as well. So, y'all, let's talk about Joker. So, Joker, I would say, I had an interesting last 15 or so games. This season, so Joker, if you remember, started the year off averaging basically 29, 13, 10 on like a 65 true shooting or whatever. Uh, and then he had those couple of games, the Rockets and the Clippers where his shooting fell off the face of the earth. Then he shot four of 12 versus the Warriors, and so people were kind of asking, Well, is it because of the efficiency that his that his, or his shooting and shooting that his efficiency is going down? Is it random? Like, what's happening? What's what's this doing? But the funny thing is. The Denver Nuggets, in the last 15 games they've had Joker, 22 points a game, 11.7 rebounds, 8.4 assists. Interesting. That's a massive drop, seemingly, across the board in production. Well, take a look at this. Uh, the Nuggets are, sh- Jokic is shooting 54.4% from the field, 41% from three, 87% from the line, and he's a plus six, 166. So 166, a plus 166 in the last 15 games. And while the Nuggets have been on this nice run in terms of winning these games, Joker's only averaging 21 points a game, 11 rebounds, and eight assists. But again, over the last 12 games, he's shooting 63% from the field. He's shooting 47% from three and 92% from the free throw line. And over the last 12 games, a plus. One fifty-one. So here's the thing. What's happening? Joker, in maybe the funniest way, decided that he was not going to shoot, and it, and then I watched on the Charlotte Hornets broadcast because y'all know I, I like to watch, or some of you might not know, I like to watch the opponent broadcast. I want to hear what they're saying about their team and their perspective on the Nuggets. That way, you're just kind of getting, you know, throughout the year, basically eighty two different viewpoints on the season. You know, Chris Marlowe, Scott Hastings, Katie Wingie Chris Dempsey, they do a, and Vic Lombard. They do a tremendous job. Obviously been listening to them for many years. And what's so funny is the Charlotte Hornets broadcast, they were wondering why Joker wasn't shooting. And they were asking the question in the first quarter, oh man, we're six minutes through the first quarter. Joker, he hasn't taken a shot. What's going on with that? Okay, that's interesting. He averaging 26 points a game, so, you know, Obviously, he's shooting, so what's going on? Yo, in the second quarter at one point, Joker got a pass to him as he was going to the other direction towards the basket and literally almost in midair turned away from the basket and passed it out. And the Charlotte Horner broadcast were like, oh, he's, he's intentionally not shooting. And obviously, they didn't really understand why. And y'all, the timeline was just irate. I rate they were just wondering why in the world is he choosing to do this? And then on top of that, well, the Nuggets only tied 49 49 with the Charlotte Hornets. Why is he not shooting? But y'all, some of this is, I think that it's the Charlotte Hornets. He doesn't need to go nuclear to beat this team. He knows that the team knows that. Jamal Murray, lead us in shots. Porter, take more shots. AG, take more shots. Whatever y'all need to do. Go ahead. Yesterday, Joker shot the ball seven times. He shot the ball one more time. Than KCP, he shot the ball two more times than Aaron than Aaron Gordon. Jamal Murray had 16 shots. Porter had 17 shots. They just weren't in a position for him to do that. But Joker didn't score his first basket till 43 seconds left inside of the second quarter. But as he were, the Denver Nuggets started off that third quarter. Jokic scored basically on three straight possessions, dominated inside of that quarter, uh, scored 11 points in the quarter, didn't have a crazy amount of rebounds yesterday. Again, just didn't need to. Only had 11, only had six assists. He played 28 minutes, 28 minutes. Now here's the side of this is for Joker right now, there's just no real reason for him to be increasing his usage and increasing his shot output just because right now the team is just on such a roll and everybody is kind of going back to this. It's obviously Joker at the head with Jamal Murray, but it's more egalitarian in the shot distribution just because this allows for the Nuggets to be able to tap in to who they actually are, which is a high-passing, high-assist team. And Jamal Murray subsequently, like Joker, is taking his usage down. Jamal Murray's averaging 21.7 points a game in the last 12 games. 5.5 assists, 4.8 rebounds. Jamal Murray shooting 49% from two, 48.6% from three. 48.6%, 89% from the line. He's a plus 124 over the course of that stretch as well. And again, if Jamal Murray didn't have this blunder that he had versus OKC, prior to that, he has six straight 20-point games. So, in the last 12, Jamal Murray has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, has eight games where he scored over 20 or more. One, two, three, four, five, six, yep, eight games. And his efficiency has been there. So, again, this is a strategic thing is that the entire team right now is trying to lock into. What it does best communicate, pass, and you help off of one another. Now, Porter, Porter last 12 games. Now he's shooting, he's only averaging 14. He's actually shooting 42 percent from the field, 38 from three, 78% from the line, but he's also a plus uh one hundred and fifty-two over the last 12 games. So his shooting has kind of gone up and down a lot, but again. Because they're all been on the court together, there's just so many things that you have to deal with on a possession by possession basis. And again, y'all, they got the Warriors coming up here on Thursday, and then they have a back-to-back uh, where they're playing Orlando, sort of at Golden State, and then they're tapping into Orlando back in Denver, and then they got Detroit and then Utah and then the Pelicans. And then they go on a really, really, really interesting, really nice little road thing after they played the Pacers at home. So Again, I think that as everybody's kind of concerned, worried about the MVP stuff and the conversation, all of that's legit. you got to be able to stat hunt to a degree. But at the same time, is Joker versus high-level competition or whoever he needs to play against, he's going to do everything on the basis of what's required of him that day. And most of these games don't require him to turn into like MVP playoff-level Joker because he's able to be able to mitigate what they're doing. And a lot of this is the Nuggets, they don't have a type of team where you have to dominate with like this crazy heavy shot profile just because they're mostly bent on connectivity, on passing and hunting for really high efficient looks at the rim and then wide open three point attempts. And then when they do get into the mid range game, they're basically the best mid range shooting team in the NBA as well. So uh, shout out to them, you know, 10 to last 12. In segment three, we're going to talk about can 2024 be a repeat of the 2023 success for the Denver Nuggets? We're gonna talk about all that and more. In segment three. So, y'all, FanDuel, the NFL regular season, unfortunately, is wrapping up the Denver Nuggets. Our Denver Broncos are out of the playoffs. But this is still a great time to get on the action with FanDuel America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets. Guaranteed, when you place a $5 bet, that's 150 bucks in bonus bets. Win or lose. So here we go. The app is so easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet, like same live, live same game parlays. Find bets in the new explore tab. Make a parlay in the parlay hub. The best way to find popular parlay, parlays and more. So visit FanDuel dot com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup what's going on y'all we are back for the final segment here at locked on nuggets this is your host wiper thank y'all so much for being here today y'all look look here's the thing the Denver Nuggets had the year. They had the year of years. They made the first seed. They had a seven-game lead over the Memphis Grizzlies. They didn't have much competition down the stretch of the year. They went eight and ten. Last eighteen games, I believe they go into the playoffs. People have all these questions about the team, about Joker. Is Jamal Murray a good enough second option? Can Porter's defense hold up enough? Is Aaron Gordon a good enough two-way player to be able to defend the likes of LeBron and KD and Jimmy Butler and all the rest of them? And they answer those questions emphatically with an absolute yes. The Denver Nuggets go 16-4 and four over the course of the entire playoff run. They win the NBA title in five games. Jamal Murray goes off for yet another great playoff run, another, another run of averaging over 25-5-5, he becomes just the third player ever, average over 25, 5, and 5 on 39% from three, and 90, better than 90% from the line. Him, Steph Curry, Larry Burr. Nikola Jokic, first player ever. 30 points game, 13 rebounds, 9.5 assists, 63 true shooting. Jokic goes to the NBA finals, averages 30, 14, and 7 on 67% true shooting from the field. Goes off. The entire team gets their flowers. Michael Malone gets their flowers. So going into this year, a lot of people had the Denver Nuggets as the prohibited favorite and still do. Some have the Boston Celtics. The recently acquired this last year, Drew Holiday. They got Derek White. They got Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. They got Christophe Porzingis. They got Joe Mazzula. They got the aura of uh, the Boston Celtics home field advantage. All that stuff is leaning in their direction. So the question is, Can the Denver Nuggets repeat their success of 2023? And I think that the next stretch of a couple of months of game in January and February is going to tell a lot of that story, namely because the competition is going to be there. Again, January 16th, you play the 76ers in Philly. January 19th, you play the Boston Celtics. On the 23rd, you play the Pacers. 25th, they play the Knicks. 27th, they play the 76ers again. On the 29th, they played the Bucks. The 31st, they played a the Thunder. And then you get into February. You're at the Lakers, February 8th. At the Bucks, February 12th. At the Kings, February 14th. And then you're at the Warriors on the 25th of February. And then you got the Kings and the Heat on the 28th, 29th. And then March, Lakers, Suns, Celtics, Heat, Mavericks, Wolves, Suns, Tims, Grizzlies. This is going to be a gauntlet of games that they have to go through. But the good thing is the team is experienced, the team is ready, and the team has already done it before. So I do think that this is prime opportunity for the Denver Nuggets to be able to get the momentum necessary to get back to the one seed should should they choose to do do so. But on top of that, this is going to be a great opportunity to really set The record straight for the regular season that it wasn't just last year. We're on the way this year. Everything that we could ever want is right in front of us. Jamal Murray locking in, he's been healthy now. Michael Porter Jr. playing well. Aaron Gordon playing well. Peyton Watson, Julian Strother, and Christian Brown. Calvin Booth has drafted those players at 21, 30, and 29. And they're all contributing to this team. Now Zeke, Noddy, DeAndre Jordan—they're always trying to figure out that that big man rotation a little bit. So they've got stuff to figure out with that backup point guard. Reggie Jackson's been a revelation. The thing is, the Nuggets are in prime position because they're fully locked into who they are. And 2023 was a year when they got a chance to prove to the world that they're the best team in basketball. And 24, I do believe this is the ingredients they need to do it again. Last year was a special year. It was the best year in franchise history. And this is the season I believe that they can go out and they can let them know that a dynasty is on the way. And I think what's so incredible about what the Denver Nuggets were able to do is that they did it their way. They did it playing selfless basketball. They did it tapping in to a mentality of how can we get there together? No one. It's above the other. We're all playing together. We're all locked into a system together. We're all locked into a culture, into an identity together. And because of that, it allows for them to play with such fluidity, such freedom. Y'all, one of the best things I love about this season is the fact that the Nuggets are bringing into town all these players that won championships with them last year. Bruce Brown will be here eventually. Smith came back. They already rewarded Jeff Green. They're getting players that are coming back to Denver. And what they're doing is they're talking about their experience here. The crowd is showing them so much love. But Ish Smith the other day for Charlotte, the Nuggets players bombarded him with love, bombarded him with with hugs. And you could just tell that there's such a positive and good feeling between the Nuggets and and their former players. And you just quite simply do not get that in a lot of places, even after a championship. And what you're seeing is a culture that is being developed in such a way where people just honestly feel that there's so much to be thankful for, for what they're doing. And everybody feels like they have a part in it. And I love the fact that the Nuggets went on a three game skid and they immediately responded by going 10 and two in the next 12 games. And their ability to just be able to collect themselves and then be able to respond Y'all, it's everything. And this is the kind of stuff that teams are trying to find, that they're trying to build, an identity they're looking for. I mean, OKC having a phenomenal year. They have talked about, like, a part of the blueprint that we're trying to follow after is the Denver Nuggets because they're a homegrown, they drafted their core three, they made a nice trade for a player in Aaron Gordon, and they found a way to make it all work together. Like, the Nuggets are becoming the blueprint. Kevin Garnett the other day on his show uh, with Paul Pierce they talked about the idea that the the NBA as a whole is kind of changing what it's doing because now players are taking on the Joker's role. Like they're the Joker era is upon us because now it's about, can you get players at the top of the key playing like four out? Can you get the DHOs? Can you get the handoffs? Can you get the spacing? Can you get the cuts to the basket? Do you have a big that's able to facilitate and pass and playmate? Because if you don't, it's not that it's bad, per se, but it helps you significantly if you have a playmaking big. You look at Embiid, better playmaker this year. You look at the fact that you got Shingun, you got Sabonis. There are a lot of players that are subsequently, even if they were already naturally good at it, because Jokic is at the epicenter of the league, the best player in the world, and he just did this on the way to a championship. The NBA is now building its identity kind of around what the Nuggets are doing similar to what they did with the Warriors and the similar before that what they did either with Lakers or whoever else was kind of dominating with Spurs when they were dominating over the course of those runs this is the position that the Nuggets are putting themselves in is that they're able to say that we have a formula we have an identity and we have a culture that we're all willing to commit to and the more we do it together the more we lock in together into this process it just aids us all that much more And the collective identity and just completely dominating the field. So, I do think 24 is going to be a great opportunity for them. Now, do they win a championship? That's all up to them. That's going to all be up to health. This is going to be a great Western Conference to go through. OKC, Lakers, Timberwolves, Clippers, Suns. There's talent everywhere. In Eastern Conference, you got the Celtics, you got the Bucks, you got the 76ers with this new remapped kind of identity and lineups they have, and Nick Nurse's system. And then, obviously, you got the Miami Heat, who are the Miami Heat. They always show up every single year. So it's going to be really exciting, y'all. A shout-out to y'all, Swiper Gang. Happy Swipe Gang, the Locked On community. If you're here because you love Matt Moore, you love Adam, you love DNVR, everybody, all of you make the Locked On Nuggets community so great, y'all. So shout-out to y'all. We'll be back here tomorrow with another episode. Y'all, I can't wait. Denver Nuggets playing the Warriors on Thursday. A lot to tap into. I'll see you on the other side.